Hello, Timmy. I want to play a game. You want to you play hate a game? horror movies. Oh no. Yeah. You hate horror movies, yet you've never seen any of them. So how can you hate them if you've never seen them? Well, this month you're gonna be covered nothing but mm. awful, terrible horror movies. No. Please. God. No. Saul is coming up next. <laughs> Haven't seen it with Tim Sestito and Tommy Tevenay. Hello, everybody. Welcome on in. Thank you all so much for listening today. This is a podcast where one of us is watching a movie for the very first time. And today, that is myself, as is our annual Halloween tradition, Tommy. Isn't that right? Yep, uh, you know, the one month a year where I get to cure the list almost completely. Though you had, you had some say this year. <laughs> I had some say this year because there's a movie that I watched last week that I was like, can we just cover this? Because I really enjoyed it, so. <laughs> yeah, like instead of watching, like, whatever bullshit I was about to suggest. <laughs> Let's watch Friday the, the 13th, part eight, Timmy. No, no, yeah. no. no. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real great one. <laughs> uh, you know, one day I'll get you to cover Chucky on here, but, you know, that's another time. But instead, we're covering Saw. A new one just came out this weekend. Saw 10. Can't believe there's been 10 of them. <laughs> Have you, Did you see it yet? Uh, not yet. I'm going to go see it uh, later this week, and I'll uh, give my review, I guess, on uh, next week's pod. Um, but apparently it's like the greatest saw ever. Like it's getting the best reviews of the franchise. It's yeah, I heard it's, like I heard it's like it's right. I heard somebody say it's like right behind one for them, which is surprising. Ten movies in. Yeah, exactly. Usually ten movies in is like the schlocky directed uh, video shit, where it's just like, oh god, they're still doing this. But as of right now, as of recording, um, it's at eighty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, certain certified fresh after one hundred and four reviews. That is insane for a Saw movie. I think the next best in the franchise got like uh, 56 or something like that. Um, it's it's, pro- it's probably the original Saw. Yeah, I think the original Saw um, got like a 50% Rotten Tomatoes and none of them look to be any close. So like, you know, the fact that you went from that to, I think this first Saw movie is going to be, we're going to cover it in a bit, but to like fucking 83 percent. that's like holy shit what the fuck like what they do what if chris rock wasn't this good either even <laughs> yeah wait there's one with chris rock uh yeah the last one uh before this that came out two years ago was called spiral it's a spinoff technically and it's chris rock and samuel jackson and they're facing like a copycat of the jigsaw killer or something <laughs> mm, interesting yeah, interesting. This is copycat, copycat killer. That's Chris that's Rock's. Seems... Chris Chris Rock's trap is just getting slapped over and over again. <laughs> that 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 feels like a very common thing with these horror long standing horror franchises. Is like, all right, well, what the hell do we do with these? With uh, what the heck do we do? Like, can't just keep having the same guy. So I guess we'll just have the same a different guy use the same thing, right? Like, I feel like that's a yeah. very trope horror trope that's that you'll continually oh see. yeah the worst of sequels and i feel like some of these sequels are just like kind of retreads or it's just like all right like you don't need to do the same thing over and over again you can take that different direction which apparently no one did so we'll see <laughs> well tommy before we go deeper into saw what uh what movies have you seen lately 
Um, so over the weekend, um, in order to uh, kick off spooky season, which started yesterday, October 1st, um, I saw The the Exorcist in uh, theaters Ooh, on the big screen. Nice. First time ever seen on the big screen. And holy shit, just like the added sound of the movies when you're in like Reagan's uh, like room and stuff like that. And like, you know, like all the fucking growls and, and shit that happens in the movie in the theaters are just so much scarier and just like you get involved right there so it was awesome seeing that on the big screen and great way to kick off spooky season yeah i can can't imagine that and then you you also saw another movie after that i saw another movie it wasn't spooky though um in how you feel about david Byrne, but uh stop making sense the talking heads movie uh second time i saw in theaters 4k restoration it was Ooh, me i wanted to go will yeah, it's me, and my friend, our friend, the pod, Will, and one other dude in the whole theater. So three people, and we just chilled out, fucking loved it. 4K restoration, just still greatest concert movie ever. So yeah, I've I've heard that about that. The the stop making sense. I do want to go see that. Um, this is the beginning of travel season for me, so I am uh flying all over the country, uh, mm-hmm. this the these next upcoming weeks. So my movie time is limited it's gonna be hard for me to get to the theaters i kept in the theme of watching when i was flying to new york this past weekend i kept in the theme of the most recent movie i saw in theaters which was the the dark knight so and i saw batman begins there so i watched batman begins on my flight nice. and that's that's another excellent movie the, the nolan batman movies is, i feel like they get sometimes get a uh bad rap but they're they're just great movies they really are i, I don't i don't know why people show them i mean like i saw batman begins uh in theaters two weeks ago um oh nice and yeah i remember like it's it's funny looking back because like the first time i saw it was in theaters in 2005 um you know looking back i remember how they set up uh what's his name Got- Goffrey or whatever um from game of thrones remember like the blonde oh kid? yeah the yeah. little blonde kids in it yeah he's yeah like the- i, I and everyone at the time was thinking, like, oh, is he going to be Robin in the sequel? Because they focus on him for, like, a weird amount of time. But overall, just the tone of that movie, perfect. And just, like, making it a crime thriller. Silly Murphy is incredible. When he says in the movie, like, the Batman's here. Goosebumps immediately, especially in the oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So And, yeah, those movies just, I feel like, hit better in theaters than they do in um, in... Like I was watching it on my phone on a th- Southwest flight. Like, you know, it, it's just mm-hmm. not going to hit. It doesn't have the same impact, but it's still a great yeah. movie. Uh, yeah. I'm glad I picked that one up for, for to watch. Um, but anyway, this is Saw. Mommy, there's a man in my room. Are you sure he's not just hiding in your imagination? Critics are calling Saw the year's scariest film. He finds ways for his victims to kill themselves. The suspense is breathtaking. He doesn't want us to cut through our chains. He wants us to cut through. Your skin will crawl right off your bones. Oh my gosh! Saw. There's no such thing as the bad man. Rated R. So that was Saw. Saw it was my first time ever encountering the franchise, which I feel like is surprising because this came out in 2004. I was in sixth grade. This yeah. feels like a group trip to the movie theater kind of kind of movie. But I was oh, yeah. I was just never, ever a, a horror guy. Just never. Just not in <laughs> you my you just saw these theater. trailers probably and you're like, just fuck this. Like, no, I, I'm not going to see this. <laughs> pretty, pr- pretty much. Yeah, that's that's pretty much exactly what happened. Um, 
I know this is labeled as a horror and it definitely has a horror elements, but this was way more of like a mystery thriller. And I assume the way that's mm. structured has to do with the budget of this movie has a mm. one to $1.2 million budget, like earned it back in plenty. One, 103.9 million. If you ever wonder why there's so many horror movies that come out, it's because they make, they continue to just make money at the box office. Out of like minuscule budgets, so I mean, like you know, by the time we got to Saw Two, the budget inflated to like four million, which still isn't like a ton, but that's so much more that they're able to go heavier and heavier on like you know all the special effects, and that's when it ended up becoming more of like a torture porn series of just like watch these people die in fucked up ways. Saw Three had a budget of ten million, so by the time we get there, it's just like we're just ripping cages open, uh, like rip cages open and stuff like that, like all the terrible things you think of what a Saw movie would be. A movie that you would I would not recommend you to watch and not say, hey, let's let's go cover on the pod would be like Saw 3 or 4 because just like watch an eyeball get like fucking squished or something like that and like it's just like yeah, yeah, bring your barf bag wherever. But um, this first one is shockingly kind of tame in a way. It's very, really, it's very yeah. tame. There's nothing graphic in this at all. Yeah, like if you've seen like 7 then you can watch Saw. So that's, I think, uh, and I'll honestly, this movie obviously owes seven a lot, uh, you know, debt to it because it's essentially kind of very similar structure and way and like kind of similar, uh, vibe and stuff like that. You even have like Dave Glover playing like, uh, essentially a Morgan Freeman type role, um, in in a way. I I mean, I was joking to you earlier that like, in terms of Saul, the budget was 1.5 million. It's like, you can't afford Morgan Freeman. Dave Glover's it out. Should we go for him? He's he's $200,000 for for two days of work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He he did end up doing two days of work on this movie. Did he actually? I didn't look that up. I just took a guess based off his screen time (laughs) in the movie. Yeah. And they just kept reusing takes of him. And I was just like, oh, they only had him for a couple of days. They were like, Danny, we're getting your money out. Our money's worth out of you. Yeah. It takes takes fun. It it has a little bit of that Ed Wood to it, where it's just like, uh, don't you want a second for protection? No, come on, it's fine. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That's apparently what ended up happening. That, like, you know, he didn't have uh, James Wan to direct this movie. Didn't have enough time to like set up all the shots he wanted to. It made it more like Hitchcocky and stuff like that. But instead, it just ended up being just like crazy, just like fast times, like you know, short takes and shit. So, but overall, though, this is end up being an effective thriller. I mean, like, I think this ends up being like a total line of like, you know, there's not like gratuitous gore scenes of just like terrible shit just happening you know you it's more psychological in a way and i'm torn sometimes how i feel about the editing in this movie because the editing especially during the traps is so kinetic and it feels like you're in some like new metal fucking early 2000s music video you know yeah (laughs) yes definitely uh especially at the that last shot where it's just like a montage of everything and i was just like linking repeatedly like what is what what is going on and then the movie ends uh yeah but well you know i think you know the main character lawrence gordon played by carrie ills who i I thought did a good job um it was Mm. very interesting to watch his psychological descent into madness because he wakes up in this room with a guy adam and we don't know anything about these two characters and adam is absolutely freaking out losing his mind and and Gordon kind of keeps it composed, but this is mostly a story about him being targeted for not appreciating like the life that he has mm. by a man with terminal cancer. 
who ends up being Jigsaw. And I, I think that's um, one of the key things, because at first you're like, oh, I like this Gordon guy. So like it does a good job of getting you invested in the character. And then the more yeah. and more you learn about him, where you're just like, oh, he's like he's cheating rich. on his wife. Like yeah. he's kind of a dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I you start to not it, it, it confounds that character but I, I think they he you know Eels did a good job of keeping that like stoicism together in those dark moments and the film does a good job of like revealing that information to the point that you're then invested in what's going on because um, yeah. one of the he gets involved in one of the jigsaw murders like five or six months uh, before he gets captured because they find yeah. some tool of his at the scene of the crime and they, he needed an alibi. And, you know, he's like, I can't really say what my alibi was. And they were like, listen, if you don't want it to get a, too involved, you just got to say what it was. And the alibi was obviously, you know, he was not I'm cheating on my wife. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> not at home. Um, what one, one thing, I mean, his performance in general, I mean, it is funny that this movie, the two leads, like him and Lee Wanao, who wrote this movie, um, and have gone on and directed The Miserable Man, but um, they're both doing American accents here. And for the most part, I think it works. And I don't really feel the cracks in like Carrie Ells' American accent like, no. at all. <laughs> I didn't even know they weren't American, so I, I didn't really yeah. feel that. I felt like... Well, like in The Princess Bride, that's his like natural accent, I feel like. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's where he was from. Okay, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he he had a very... Uh, it was like very like Atlantic accent, like yeah. not really defined to one region, like very kind of almost classical Hollywood accent. Yeah. Um, and, and that way it ended up working. But like his performance, I thought was good. I mean, like, I think that one thing about this movie that for its reputation of being like, you know, trap heavy and shit like that. Um, the scariest parts of this movie or like the, the most effective for me were the moments that did involve the traps and instead involved like, you know, the moments of like his daughter that we saw in the trailer right there. Like there's someone in my closet right now. And just, yeah, oh, well, that's hor- just like, hor- horrifying. Like, yeah, absolutely, exactly. Absolutely horrifying. Um, and it's, it is that kind of mystery element of like, who is the person behind this? Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it leads you to believe pretty much all the way until uh, the last minute of the movie that it's it's Zep. Uh, this we see him in one scene. He's um, in oratory at at the hospital, and he um, he was uh, he made a comment about who the patient was. Like while Doctor Lawrence was kind of just talking through, talking about this man's conditions or whatever. Uh, and you're like, wow, so he really like possessed, but it turns out Jigsaw had poisoned him and made him uh, you know, have to either kill Lawrence or kill so, his wife and his kids. So as someone that didn't see uh this movie, um were you even aware of like there this is a movie with a twist ending, like at all? No, not not a clue. Yeah, so like you just went completely blind. So like, how do you feel the twist landing? Because the end of twist ends up being that Michael Emerson, you know, the guy from Lost, is the killer, and like makes sense because he's a creepy fuck, and like all the movies you see him in, he's like one of those character actors, and then you're like, okay, you're fine, you know, quick shot right there, and instead it ends up being the dead body on the floor the whole time ends up being Jigsaw, 
he's the one who fucking orchestrated everything. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I feel like uh, Jigsaw somehow staying up like that is uh, like like staying still like that is probably the only most unbelievable part that they like. Like he just laid there for fifteen <laughs> yeah. hours in a room. <laughs> Jigsaw, Jigsaw was like some fucking like Kramaga bullshit where he does some yoga where he just meditates for fucking hours and stuff like that. You would expect at one point like some shit would happen. <laughs> oh yeah, it, 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 that was what was kind of wild to me was that he just <laughs> he like you just wait you see with the flooding at the beginning of the of the scene like him drowning, then he wakes up and he walk you know looks over at the. uh at the you just see a body with the brain exploded on the floor once the lights get hit up and you have yeah. no idea what's going on you're just in this room like for me because like i wasn't aware that this didn't follow like the conventional horror structure mm-hmm. of like you get the background thought- of these people for 15 minutes whatever like the two or three people that are going to be the victims they all get together invited into a trap room right the, the doors lock let's play a little game like that's kind of what i thought the movie was going to be yeah yeah and there, there's definitely been some more movies like that but like you were expecting like oh it's teens after a ha- there's a movie called like haunt that's like teens after a halloween party and they go to this fucking crazy room or something like that and like i'm it thinking some bullshit like that yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know the uh friday the 13th kind of stuff where it's like yeah they're at the camp you know uh, that's what i was kind of picturing going in so it was it immediately got my attention like starting off in that setting and then cutting back and forth from the plots i felt like some of the timeline stuff like it didn't like it didn't give you the clearest sense of where they were jumping to like if it was mm-hmm. present if it was a couple months ago like like where it was it was kind of jumbled in there like i felt like just a little tag on the bottom of like 3 months ago would have been helpful in certain instances, especially in the instance with uh, Danny Glover and his partner. They find Jigsaw's like hideout and they have him trapped and the partner dies. And that leads Danny Glover to absolutely lose his mind. Hmm. How do you feel about Danny Glover in this movie? I thought that he I felt like he was phon- it- I felt like he was phoning it in a little bit. <laughs> I, to an extent, there's some points where the movie where like they just have Danny Glover just to get him on camera. And he's like, Hey Amanda, why don't you tell us what happened? Just yeah, immediately, just like transitions to the football. <laughs> it, it wasn't a lethal weapon performance, if if you want to put it that way. But he, yeah. you know, he was fine. It, it, but it, it felt like I and I just picture it from his perspective, right? It's this franchise, this mo- horror movie called Saw with a million dollar budget. They're giving you a tenth of the budget just to show up for two days to film. Yeah this movie's never going to become anything like it's just going to be a red box movie or whatever. The- this was, this was apparently originally conceived to be like a straight to DVD. Movie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like it has that kind of feel to it. So like him coming in with that kind of, you know, per- performance uh, isn't there. Like, I didn't think he was bad by any means. Like I thought he was totally fine. I just felt like he wasn't he was serviceable. Di- he wasn't yeah. dialing it up a hundred percent for sure. Yeah. I mean, overall, a lot of performances feel good. I mean, like, but I mean, Michael Emerson probably would be the creepiest in terms of anything. He just kind of yes. carried it. Yeah, um, he was the creepiest. And they did a really good job of not revealing Jigsaw's face to lead you on to thinking that it was Michael Emerson in that scene, like where it would mm-hmm. just be like the nose and the face. And it wasn't it wasn't very yeah. clear who it was exactly. Um, I, I appreciated. 
Yeah, yeah. They kept up the mystery very well. And like to a point where I think I already knew who the Jigsaw Killer was when I first saw this because I was the type that would read Wikipedia entries of horror movies before. I actually dabbled into them. That's how I get that's how I dip my toes into this. <laughs> you read the plots on Wikipedia before investing into it. That's like somebody who reads the last chapter of a book before they start it just to see what's gonna happen. I I I, I don't do this as much anymore, but like it's usually just of movies that I originally assume, oh I'm probably never gonna see this. And then like fucking like years later and I'm like, oh yeah, let me watch this. And it's like fuck, I remember the plot somewhere from my Wikipedia years ago. See, so you read the Wikipedia and then like it'll just hit you like a brain blast from Jimmy Neutron. Like you're sitting in the yeah, chair watching yeah, it exactly. three <laughs> three years later, like and it just like you just like zone out and like the Wikipedia page just scrolls in front of your eyes and you're like, Oh, yeah. yes, I do remember this. Okay, yes, <laughs> very good. Yes, yeah. very good, excellent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's I, I mean I, I mean I, I've got I've got some things like I'm better with like spoilers like I've been trying my best to it's a movie I know I, I want to see really badly I'm not gonna look up the spoilers beforehand but you know the whole discussion right here uh, to get back on Saw um, I loved how like one shotty like the transitions were in a lot of scenes where they go from like underneath Amanda's desk to back to the trap room or something like that or like go from yeah. Danglover at his desk to he's in his car right there and stuff like that it seems seamlessly right there the editing right there was just a really cool like stylistic choice of those movies <laughs> oh also can i just say when when gore when um danny glover is chasing down uh zepp or michael emerson and it does yeah. that that chase scene and it's just like two cars behind a green screen with the, they had no budget left at this point yeah. and it looks so bad and i was like this is charming i kind of like this like they didn't give they, yeah. they were just like yeah we just need to illustrate two cars chasing and it's just like it's just like straightaway cuts of of uh emerson driving then it cuts to glover fo- following him in a different car and that's all we see of the chase and i was like i like that that's like a 1940s like little little hint and you get around I mean, overall, it's very creative in terms of, like, the whole energy. And, like, you know, a lot of the traps, like, I think that the kinetic uh, style during the traps kind of helps the budget in a way. Um, and, and it does give its own feel. Like I was saying earlier, I'm not sure how I feel about it because, like, it does feel like a new metal that, that music video. But I think it just does put this in time and place that it gives me a little nostalgic. But it works. It makes it just seem like this is how insane it is right now. Like, you have a timeline and it makes you just feel so fast and overwhelmed like on ADD because that's what you feel in that movie if you're in that scenario you'd be panicking probably oh yeah oh yeah well, what the fuck am I gonna do I'm gonna I'm dead I'm dead I'm dead I'm fuck it <laughs> you know well, would and, you have been Adam or or uh Gordon in that situation at the beginning um definitely Adam I, I would have been like freaking out I'm like fuck yeah it. I think <laughs> I would have been more of a Gordon I'd like to think that at least about myself just there's some there's sometimes and collected sometimes especially in the later day sequels where it's just like in order to survive this trap you have to cut off your arm and then uh place it on the scale right there or else your uh insides will get ripped open it's just like i'm just gonna die like fuck it like it just isn't worth it to go through all this shit jigsaw come on man like throw throw me a literal bone here come on man (laughs) yeah you're uh yeah well uh, that i haven't seen any of the sequels i don't know if i'll ever watch another saw movie to be completely honest um <laughs> but i i from that situation i would have felt fairly comfortable just a chain to the ankle like n- nothing too bad like not not great like i'd like i'd prefer to wake up in my bed not in that situation exactly but yeah 
you know, I, I, I think it could, uh, could have been worse. <laughs> he didn't cut my, anything off. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't cut anything off. And that's all I can really ask for at this point in time. Um, <laughs> so Tommy, going back to you, did you see this in theaters originally when it came out? No, no, because uh, that would have been 2004. You I would, would have been in been, fifth grade. Yeah, I would have been going into fifth grade uh, when that came out. So uh, that was a little bit before my horror movie uh, extension. That was about two years before. Uh, but I do remember my sister went to go see it. She told me that at like, a restaurant one night. Um, I got for grandparents. So I was like, what is this movie? Because it's, it's almost like the playground factor almost of just like, you know, if as a young younger uh, brother uh younger sibling or something like that i'd hear like movies that like, i wasn't supposed to see that like my siblings would tell me it's like yeah there's this killer that like he'll like mix traps so like, he'll die instantly like you don't do it in time and just blew my fucking mind i didn't see this until probably 2012 or 2013 like in, until college i feel like really you didn't see this until college I think college or like late high school. So I, uh, I just didn't get around to it for a while. But when I did, I thought it was pretty solid. And like, you know, I've only given, I've seen a good amount of these movies, but a lot of them are kind of half watches because they're just shitty. But this first one, I, I think it's a good start. <laughs> it's definitely a good start. And this, you can definitely see like the framework of where they could go with this. Cause like, I would say like the scariest element is that that woman, Amanda, with yeah. like the trap hedge and she having to dig dig through the guts of of the guy to like get it out like mm-hmm. that was the goriest thing in the movie like because even when Gordon starts sawing off his ankle there yeah it, he it's not like it's not gory like you don't see that you just see him like start it and then it like a little bit of blood and then it cuts yeah <laughs> so it's just a great amount right there. So this is the question I ha- I was thinking immediately. I had to write this down when I saw this in the movie. So you're Lee Wen- well, you're Adam, Lee Wenwell, and fucking Carrie Ellis finds a cigarette in this fucking random cellar dungeon that you're in, tosses it to you, and lands on the floor. Do you smoke that cigarette? I don't <laughs> smoke cigarettes, so, so no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. Well, there you go. But, I mean, like, immediately, even if I was a cigarette smoker, I'd be like, I really need it that badly. Like, I'm probably gonna get fucking like the diseases off that fucking floor. Yeah, what well, well, floor? Like, look at where you are, and you're gonna pick something that's been on the floor. Like, there's, there's disgusting. There's a um, like thing in the Connecticut music scene. There's a place called Toad's Place, uh, the club in New Haven. I know. And uh, and one of my coworkers, um, his uh, fellow coworker, um, got banned from Toad's because he said on social media that the producers of Saw must have been so pissed off. But they could have just gone to the Toad's bathroom instead of the Hollywood studio. <laughs> yeah, they, listen, I, I I have seen the uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, not Darby's. It was like o, o, O'Gills or something like that. We had a place that was like, yeah, uh, the bathroom. I remember uh, vividly a girl walking into the men's room and just letting it go on the floor. It was one of those kind of bathrooms, you know. It was uh, yeah, it should happen. <laughs> It, nobody should ever step foot in that in that room like like yeah. just hold it do not do not even think about using the the restroom yeah. at, at a college bar or a college <laughs> yeah. music venue because the the things that go on in there are revolting true to yeah. their core it's it's like porta potty bed like i'd rather have gone in a porta potty than than in those bathrooms yeah, and that that itself so i mean like thankfully they didn't get into that in the song movies i don't think they do it all so <laughs> That, uh, that would be horrifying. I wouldn't keep my cool. I wouldn't be calm, cool, and collected if I woke up in a porta potty. 
for about it's bullshit. And you're like, and there's a key uh, down there for you to dive into. Uh, we're giving them ideas. They're gonna do this in the yeah, yeah, and... yeah. You 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 have to go into the bathroom and train spotting, and you have to do it yourself. Except it's oh gross. There's, oh, that's there's there's revolting. no fantastic. There's no fantastical element in this. This is actually just you crawling through shit. <laughs> yeah, that is uh that would be uh pretty uh that would be that would be saw inspired. Like I could I could 100 see it, but that would be fully revolting. Like to the <laughs> to like my core. Yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's that's the other. I mean, uh, apparently this new saw movie they're giving out barf bags um for people in case they get a little too sick. <laughs> Oh, so you're just excited. You must be rearing to go. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Some of us all terrified too. So that that's like that's like just so up your so up your alley, Tommy. I love that yeah. you like these disgusting horror <laughs> movies that just make me want to crawl out of my skin. <laughs> I am a star. I'm a star, I'm a star, I'm a star. I am a big, bright, shining star. All right, Tommy, who is the star performance in this movie? I mean, it would you would think it would be Danny Glover, but it's it's not him. He, yeah, he's just pretty much just like sleepwalking through the role. I mean, he's fine, but whatever. Um, Carrie Ellis is a good performer in this movie, but I wouldn't give it to him. I'll give it to Michael Emerson because I think that he just gives so much menace and creepiness to this movie that like he is not even the main killer of this movie. I mean, like Jigsaw, we get to see him in the sequels, and it's a good performance by Tone Bell. But in this movie specifically, the fucking creepiest thing ever is just like him peering in the closet right there and him just like fucking like, well, it's time for your kids to die forever. <laughs> and he just gave a lot of just menace and unsettlingness in this movie. <laughs> See, I, I think it's Carrie Ills. I, I don't think Michael Emerson's in the movie enough for mm. for that to to be him and like you kind of think halfway through the movie that it's that that Mike, you know, that whoever Jigsaw is is the one that's holding uh, Lawrence's family to, uh, together. I really thought the scene where he, you know, hears his family on the phone, and Lawrence finally like kind of breaks down and and realizes what's like truly valuable and important to him. I felt mm-hmm. like that scene, like that breakdown, was like a very good performance. Um, and I felt like like that was the scene that made it him the star of the movie. I, I think you would be right if Michael Emerson was in the movie more. I just don't think he was in it enough for for yeah, to, I, to have that to have that distinguished he, title. And it's not like it's Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. Well, yeah, that is fair. It's not as great as there, but like I feel like just he does stick with me in this movie a little bit. So and it's almost a shame that he was killed off in the first movie because it would have been cool to see him just like, keep on going on or be a recurring antagonist because he, yeah, he plays yeah. a good creep. <laughs> so Tobin Bell plays Jigsaw. Um, how many of them is he in? He is in every single Saw movie except for uh, the Chris Rock spinoff. Um, okay, interesting. Because you so, said that was a that was supposed to be a. A, a copycat uh, or a copycat killer yeah 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 so um instead um i mean spoiler for saw three i doubt you fucking give a shit um jigsaw the character dies in saw three so in saw four through like eight he'll just appear in flashbacks 
and just be like, fuck it, like whatever. Like we're just gonna flash back to Token Bell because like this is the franchise at this point. And apparently Saw 10 takes place in between Saw 1 and Saw 2. No way just to be like, let's bring fucking back Token Bell so we can get him in the fucking movie again. <laughs> yeah, well and... I'm look I'm looking at they cranked these things out. Saw 2004 Saw two, two thousand five. It was a year. It was it was yearly. yearly it was a yearly franchise. Holy cow! Yeah, no wonder why they were just awful. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because at that point, it was like whatever. But I mean, like this new Saw was the first one in two years. I mean, Chris Rock won. I, I think it's similar people, but still, apparently, they focused on Jigsaw a lot more into him. Bell, and he is just a great horror icon at this point, especially uh, people in that community just didn't fucking love him. Yeah, I was surprised how little he's, like, the the puppets in the movie, because he's, like, the, obviously the most iconic fixture of the of the film itself. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, He's still I, creepy, I mean... He's still creepy, but, but he's in it for, like, two... The puppet's in it for three minutes. Yeah, he's only in it, like, a few scenes, and just every time. I mean, they definitely up the ante of that, as you can imagine with most sequels, really just explode it and just beat the idea to death. But this is more restrained in a way, which feels weird to say in a franchise that Saw. <laughs> Did this get you more excited for Saw 10, like diving back into the franchise? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know if I'm going to do a full deep dive. I still haven't seen all the movies. I mean, I still you see five through seven, which apparently are all bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's still need to see is the real fucking qualifier right there. Yeah. But, yeah. I feel like this but is I'm... not your franchise compared to to uh, like some, like I know you're Friday the 13th, like you yeah. absolutely adore that franchise, like A Nightmare on Elm Street. Because a, a, a lot of those 80s franchises are like just fun. You know, they're not great movies, but it's just still like, oh, like it's a good movie to watch over beers. Like I don't feel like let me throw on Saw 4 where I'm going to watch some movie with a woman like slowly freeze to death and like cry out for help. Like, yeah, it's a good time for the boys right there. Just the boys hanging out, watching a woman get tortured. No big deal. Like, just just exactly <laughs> what you want to do on a Saturday night. Yeah, I, I feel that. I mean, that's just why I, I'm more of a like, oh, the boys are hanging out. Let's put on like a comedy or something, you know, we can or a cool action movie. You know, that's kind of my scene. Yeah. But you're, you're like with the Friday the 13th. One day, Tommy, I will let you... Let me watch one of the the Friday the Thirteenth yeah. movies just for you. One day, yeah. one day we'll, we'll figure <laughs> a out Tommy's choice. It'll be a Tommy's <laughs> choice for sure. If you see us do a video on Friday the Third, any Friday if, the Thirteenth, I did not pick it. I can tell you that much. If my birthday falls on a Thursday ever, um, we'll release our episodes. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll, I will give you that as a birthday present, Tommy. Which uh, that is in uh, twenty twenty five. So All right, um, we got a couple. Ready. We got a couple of years. <laughs> Ah, are you ready, comedy partner? Waka waka. Now, Tommy, would Saw work as a Muppet adaptation? I mean, we're almost there. We had Billy the Pucket pu- fucking puppet right there. I mean, just create him with Muppets and just instead, like, Kermit the Frog, your felt is going to explode if you don't take this bear trap off. <laughs> and just see all the felt and just, like... You can make it more gory right there. Yeah, it's right there. It's like funny. <laughs> yeah, you can make it very, very slapstick. I, I think it loses that the tone of the movie though. That kind of like. Uh... Oh yeah, they wouldn't want it to be that way. I mean, like, uh, there's that bit in uh, I think Muppet Treasure Island where like uh, Gonzo's put on one of those like medieval stretchers things right there. And yeah, his limbs are so fucking long. And he's like, oh, this is a great stretch, guys. Thank you. I haven't had a stretch like this in forever. So it's be like shit, like we're like the traps. Yeah, you would just make beneficial. the traps. The traps are <laughs> jokes. The traps would just have to be jokes instead. But yeah, you could definitely see like a Muppet 
horror movie, quote unquote, and just make it all gaggy, right? Because you could yeah. just follow the tone of like a Scooby Doo or or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like Jigsaw's like, oh, this trap was supposed to be better. <laughs> yeah, and they could be like, yeah, Billy joins the Muppets, <laughs> the, the puppet. <laughs> anyway, I don't think the Walt Disney Corporation has any interest in adapting the Muppets into horror films. Yeah. But you know, hey. If you ever do, we're your consultants. We're, hey, they have Muppet Haunted Mansion, but that's, I guess, more PG. <laughs> that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be more in tone with the Eddie Murphy film, I'd imagine. Uh, yeah. Review time, Tommy. Give me your score out of five. Uh, so I think it's a tight little thriller, um, but it's definitely derivative of movies like Seven. I mean, um, you know, Danny Glover, while it's great to see him, isn't doing the best performance. And I don't know how I feel about the editing, but overall, this movie still works on a level, and I think that this is a great little start. I'm going to go 3.5 out of 5. I, I think this is a fun movie. Um, glad to rewatch it, but overall, some things that could have been better. <laughs> yeah, I, I listen, I went into this kind of being like, uh, if this is the gory muckfest that I thought it was, I was going to have some very scathing, scathing words for you, Tommy, but uh, it was not that uh, it was yeah. a nice little thriller. I enjoyed it. It was, I, it didn't scare me though. Really, um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I do. It's more of a be... movie when you hear about it. Yeah, uh, like it the, idea that playground, like, the, the idea of the playground effect on it, which definitely yeah. like helps a movie like this or in the hallways of a high school, right? Dude, you got to see this movie. It's wild, dude. Oh, they woman, have... that's a fucking bear trap on her. And her head, just yeah. explode her jaw. <laughs> These dudes are electrocuted via cable, but right? And it's like, okay, yeah, like I can, I can see that. But for me, I'm going to just give it a three out of five. Like a good start for the franchise that they ultimately shoveled to death, but apparently resurrected this year. You will let me know, Tommy, because I don't have time to go see it. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I wish I did. But that's not the world we live in. Three and three out of five for me, three point five out of five for Tommy. Feel like we're in the same boat with this one. Yeah. Uh next next episode's gonna be a movie Carrie, which I'm very excited to cover. Yeah. It'll be a very fun, very fun one. I haven't watched it in a year, but I do have a poster of it. I mean, we're not a video podcast, but um poster in the background. Great movie, Stephen King's first novel and his first movie adaptation. Brian De Palma. So yeah, right and there. you can definitely feel his his direction, his camera movement in that. Um, oh yeah. But uh, Tommy, do you have any final thoughts for us before we retire the podcast for the week? All right. Well, um, did you like your game, Timmy? I I did. All right. Good. Did. good. This is a fun episode. Yeah, it's a fun little game. Uh, well, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on social media. That's on at uh, Scenic Pod. It's on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and of course, the real game, Threads. So. No, I heard. <laughs> Tim Tim shaking his head. You're the only person I know who still talks about it. Exactly at this point. But also, yeah, leave us a five star review. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast really helps us out and like we said we're covering carry next week and uh we're ending up the month with um psycho back psycho. to hitchcock we we took a little hitchcock we we missed some hitchcock uh but we're we're diving back into the hitchcock i was like i've never seen psycho because you were you giving me a list i'm like psycho you're like yeah we're doing psycho 100 percent and yeah, even our exactly. friend Will was like, you sent over like your letterbox, like most watch directors this year and had like Tim Burton. And Will was like, 
wow, Tommy, you've watched a lot of movies made before the 80s. I'm very impressed. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's almost all completely because of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I have like uh, my letterbox so far says my most watched director is like Hitchcock is tied up there. And I was like, that's exclusive because we try to cover up on the podcast. But you can't say you weren't happy that we didn't, that we covered. No, Hitchcock no, no. I, I, did, he... I did like the majority of those movies and um, others I need to give another shot. <laughs> Yeah, well, and we'll, we'll, I think we'll get back on the train of watching more Hitchcocks, but uh, thank you all so much for listening. We will see you next week.